Hello and welcome to Gatsby Fridays, a show about getting the best out of a creative life from two creative directors working around the world and based in New York City. I'm your host, Alex Chimilio. And I'm Sarah Semi. Today, we talk about how and why we collect. We talk about collecting as a passion and what drives us to collect the things that we do. And at the end of each episode, we make a signature cocktail to toast cheers to you. So hang with us as we get into the things we collect. I'm Alex. And I'm Sarah. And And this this is Gatsby Gatsby Fridays. Sarah, before we get into our conversation, let's do a check-in. How are you and what are you wearing? I'm feeling good. It's been a rough, like rough day running around and pouring rain in new york city Rainy. i had to swap out my shoes they were soaked it is so so much rain and it comes at you sideways but i made it here we're getting started uh, i'm wearing one of my many gray sweaters <laughs> and one of my many skinny jeans I think it's appropriate for the collections episode Would that you I say wear you the have one a collection thing. Of I, I, skinny I, I jeans? might I might have I might have a collection of skinny jeans and I might have a collection of gray sweaters. I don't know what it is. I just like look at the range when I'm in a store and I'm like the only one that makes me happy is the gray. It's gray hoodies, gray sweatshirts and gray things. Easy. Yeah. I mean every now and then I wear color and people go like, Whoa. You're wearing color. I'm like, yeah, I always wear gray. You wear black, black often. Yeah, so okay. I do. You wear like, black but, for, but for some reason with sweaters, like sweaters, I, I just like gray a little bit better. I don't know. Just lighter because your hair is darker? Maybe. Maybe it's like winter is so dark that maybe this is like, I don't know, like my black sweaters are my nighttime sweaters. Anyway, so that's what I'm wearing. It's, it's comfortable and toasty, which is... Important for now. Important for the next six months. And so how about you? How are you feeling? What are you wearing? I am good. Yes, it is a it's a soggy it's a soggy day, but we're indoors. We're actually in a better place recording, which helps us out tremendously. Oh my god, we have so much space. So much and so much light. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, so getting into the theme of things, I decided to wear a band T-shirt. It's not Friday. It's not Friday, but this this episode will air on Friday. That so, is true. There you go. Band T-shirt Friday. Band T-shirt Friday. So the shirt that I'm wearing is is Iron Maiden, and I collect band T-shirts, as you know. So, but this one, the story about this one is that I actually did not go see Iron Maiden perform last year at Barclays. A good friend of mine did, and he knew that I was into band T-shirts, so he picked me up one. He actually picked up three of them. So we were supposed to rotate the T-shirts. I don't know if that sounds gross, but anyway. no, that sounds yes. like that sounds like high school boys. <laughs> so we'd rotate our T-shirts, and we would all have different Iron Maiden T-shirts. I'm wearing it with just a you know light wash jeans and some silver some silver uh, Air Force Ones. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Seconds. Sarah, I'm a collector, and I know you are too. As creatives, we collect to process and gain inspiration. My first question to you is what makes you collect things? There are ways and needs for collecting. I have like this innate need to almost like this SMIR got response to something of collecting, like making sets. And I collect things that I have a use for. That's how I do it. It's how I can justify the expenses for myself. Um, But I also... like we were talking about earlier today before the recording, I 
get bored if I don't really have a use for it, apparently. Mm. Like, I, I never understood the idea of stamp collecting when I was a kid. I think, like, some grandparent threw it in there, and then I just looked at it, and I was like, I don't get this. Um, so the things that I collect are, you can, I guess you call them process collecting, accumulating pieces for a larger system yes. that I have an immediate and possibly long-lasting use for, like my cookware. I buy quality cookware that is going to last me a lifetime, like my grill pan. I will not buy, need a grill pan for the rest of my life. So that's for me, it's a collection item. So like my, I build a collection for my kitchen because I use them, I cook that much. Um, that also probably applies to my spice and um, um, chili collection, which is not as, um, I guess, spice, spices. No, it's not the extensiveness. Spices go bad. Like, the, oh, yes. like they lose their flavors and they lose their potency and benefits. So you can't really like actually build this like big collection. I have to buy them in small amounts. Um, but I also collect books because I go back to them for inspiration regularly. I, I have a thing with, I guess, color and, and paint and texture in a way that like, I, I can't just buy two pinks for my watercolor tubes. I need like all the range of pinks, which is also kind of similar to how I collect lip stuff, lip glosses, lip, lip balm, all of that, all of the lip stuffs. I have way too many for one person and I still can't like can't stop myself from buying more there's this like say like it, it makes you feel satisfied to have all these like different ranges of pink this is slightly more coral this is slightly darker this is slightly softer like mood. yeah I know Depending and then the sometimes mood. I put one on I'm like yeah I'm not in the mood for this kind of pink like but that applies to also my watercolors <laughs> so it's something about building these like sets and color color is a huge factor yes um, the, the range goo, of color. The goo-ness, goo like, if you think about it, the paints and tubes are also kind of goo-like, and then the lip gloss stuff is also goo-like, and oh, that there's, like, really there's that. like, there's something about that, like, I also, like, have an obsession with cosmetics in terms of, like, putting creams on, there's, like, there's, like, a soothing feeling, it's not the skin Smooth, soothing, it's, like, thick textures. yes, like, there's something about that, so that makes me collect things, but... I use them. Yes. Right? Like, they don't just sit. I collect them, and then I use them. Is it important for you, because you mentioned something at the top of the conversation about viewing everything. Is it important for you to see your collection constantly? Yes, because okay. if, if I can't see it, and if it's not organized, first of all, my OCD will not do well with things that are just dumped into a bin because they're being collected there. Yes. I've tried that. Like, I tried to collect hang tags. I, they take up space. I don't know what's in there. Then what's the point of having it if I don't even know what's in there? Exactly. But also, don't get me wrong. I don't live in this like extremely organized, neat method, like Marie Kondo lifestyle. I, I clearly accumulate enough stuff. Things fall on top of my head from my cabinets all the time. There's stuff everywhere in my apartment because I live in New York City. It's a tiny shoebox of a size. But at the same time, like I collect things in, like they make sense to me. Yes. Um, and I need to be able to see them. My books need to be on a bookcase in a like somewhat logical uh, organization. It changes time to time. Now, do you feel your books are, because I thought about the whole notion of collecting books. It's kind of like, you see, we need books. Yeah. So books are more a form of function yeah. than than anything else. I, I feel like it's not, you well, need How is books. that different from my pants? I need exactly. The exactly. That's, that's the I point. That's, a, yeah. that's the point that I was gonna. I wanted to make when it comes to books because books are not. 
we need books as just because we need the information and the knowledge just as much as we need clothes to wear ourselves and to protect ourselves against the elements. And I feel like books are occupy a different aspect of collecting, unless you collect well, rare books for the sake of collecting yeah, rare see, I don't, books. Yeah, I can't afford rare books, but I also... I mean, I, I I could get into it if I if it was in my I don't know uh, financial means or the level of interest. Like I collect as I go through life. Like I can't. There, my cooking interests change, so I buy different types of cookbooks. My design interests change, and we talked about this in our book club episode that the types of design books I used to buy were more instructional and yes. showing me how to design. Now I buy more. Um, anthologies of people's careers just to be inspired from a more um, overarching general perspective. So the, the way that you collect also changes over time. Of course. And especially when it comes to books. But um, but again, like I collect things that I use. Yeah. And I, things I, that, that have an immediate or long term, even without it. But you collect sneakers. I collect many things. And you, and I, I'm only bringing it up because you just said like you need the way you need shelter and clothing. But I'm like, well, if you need clothing, technically those are things that would protect your feet. That's what they were done true. for. And for a long time, I collected sneakers. I, I, I have a propensity to collect Jordans. Um, but, but the thing is, I feel like after a while... Sneakers, uh, I, I want to wear my sneakers. And sneakers are just sneakers. I mean, even though I really want an exclusive pairs and I want a rare this and I want a unique that, I enjoy wearing my sneakers. It's form and function at the same time. And to save something like a sneaker, you know, the materials themselves, depending on the quality, eventually will disintegrate and degrade and they won't be worth anything. <laughs> <laughs> so then you are also doing it in terms of function. I know that partially, partially, because because um, if you're wearing them, they no longer are a collectible item. They've lost the collectible item status. Yes. Um, Just like if you take something out of a box, it's no longer mint in box. Yeah. Um, there was that movie in the 80s where the guy is supposed to spend like 30 million dollars in 30 days to earn to, to qualify to inherit three 300 million dollars. And he can't like. You can't buy one-of-a-kind things. You can't buy rare things. You can't destroy the money. There's There are all these rules. So he wins it by the last call is he buys a stamp. That's a collector stamp. And it's like one-of-a-kind. It's like everyone is so it's like after it. And then he uses to actually mail something, which means that it's no longer a collectible item. Then it becomes a regular stamp, your 35-cent stamp that he paid, who knows, I don't remember, like millions for that it changed, that's the same idea with the sneakers. If you wear them, they no longer have that collector's status. Then you're not some, then at least in this particular instance, you're not that different from me how you collect because when it comes When it comes to that, because because I know that you collect, you're, you're an avid uh, person who cooks and puts together meals and stuff, and the equipment that you use is very important. Um, you want high quality equipment. You want to look at this, and, and you want it, I want it to look to, nice. You want it to look nice, but it needs to last and 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 perform yes. over and over and over for you. You know, pottery or or, or cookware doesn't de it degrades, but it doesn't degrade the same way you're wearing something degrades. So, other than your sneakers, though, you 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 do collect differently. So, tell me about that. So, I collect 
to fulfill series of things. And I think that kind of stems from like a history of collecting. So when I say I collect a lot of things, I get really, there's this zealotry that starts happening where I really start taking a deep dive into collecting very specific things. And I just go crazy with one theme and collect as much as I can until I, until I honestly get bored with collecting within that theme. So whether it's movie posters, I'll just collect a ton of movie posters from the 90s and I'll just say, these were all the posters that I ever wanted in the 90s and then I'll put that away. Then I'll collect, you know, whatever, action figures from, from the 80s and I'll collect these very specific action figures from the 80s and then put that away. Or I'll collect bandanas from a very specific designer from a very specific region, Japan, Get a whole bunch of those and put that away, and I'll just keep on going with collections. These things take a lot of space. Unfortunately, they do. Um, I am not proud to say that, I, you know, at one time I lived in an apartment in New York City, and I had separate storage <laughs> that I was paying rent on for, for things. And I know, when, when speaking about it right now, it seems silly. But, you know, we were... This is a podcast about creativity, and yeah. ultimately, we don't look at our collections as being frivolous to us no, because they not. draw inspiration. And in some and in some instances, we use the direct inspiration to produce something very specific, like cooking. But ultimately, we collect to draw inspiration. How does what you collect define who you are? I collect what I like. Okay. So, what I mean by that is that so with art. I enjoy graphic art, I enjoy pop art. And the graphic art and pop art of my youth and my early adult life defines a point a point in life, a point in an era in life and a point in time that I that really is significant to me. So the 80s are very important to me because I grew up as a kid in the 80s and in mm -hmm. the 90s. So everything for me is very 80s, 90s based. Okay. My fashion sense, my art sense, I mean the pop art of Keith Haring, the art of Jean-Michel Basquiat, all of that informs how I collect now in my in my adult life, and also being someone of means who could afford things uh, to collect. Um, yeah, what about you? How does what you collect define who you are? I'm more of a. I will do all of my research before I buy something, but I will buy. I mean, not always, but most of the time, I will buy the thing that is somewhat of an investment idea. So the thing with the grilled pan was that I just found it ridiculous that you pay for the cast iron pan, that's what cooks the food. The lid is just something that goes on top. I understand that it needs to be tempered glasses and that, that. but it cannot cost more than the pan itself when it's bought together. Like, it, I, I was so annoyed, but I really wanted it, and there was only one model, one brand out there that I've hunted it down for two years to the point of, uh, I think it was like a COVID fire sale type of thing, <laughs> that I finally got the pan with the lid for the same price of without the lid. And I'm really proud of that. Like, I could have just like said, okay, fine, I want this so badly, I want it. Like, I also hunt down things that way. Like, I research my things. When I bought my blender, I watched insane amount of YouTube videos comparing the two leading brands and like why this one versus that. Like, I do my homework before I buy certain things. Mm. Um, but in terms of collecting, um, I don't collect nostalgic things. I think those types of things I build as I go along. So you're talking about posters. I don't, 
I'm gonna say like I don't really have a poster collection with them. I kind of do, but I bought them along the way. My first piece of purchase was a Hatcho print of Patsy Cline, one of a kind. Um, the director of the press came to Art Center when I was in school, gave a speech, and I have, I fell in love with the Patsy Cline movie, um, uh, Jessica Lange and Ed Harris and with her music through the movie I didn't know it before that so as soon as I saw that and he goes like yeah the Patsy Klein and I was like oh my god I have to have this and it's the most ridiculous probably like piece of paper I paid <laughs> I don't even wanna, like like 10 years ago but that's been hanging in my house and every time now I'm on zoom calls every client that sees it behind me now what is that color block thing it's cool and I'm like well let yeah. me tell and you yeah, that is my thing that. so that was like the first one but then um, every time I went to Mexico City, there is a, the archives there, Archivos actually, um, that I buy. I bought two posters from them, two different times. I also have a print from John Jay, um, our, our a friend who's who an illustrator. Uh, illustrator friend. Very talented illustrator. Incredibly talented illustrator. And a, a photo of a friend of mine that, that he took. I have original prints from my... Um, printmaking college teacher, like in, in printmaking teacher in college, and she's actually like a artist showing in galleries in New Orleans. So I, I don't think she even remember. I, I don't think she would remember that I have it. But like that's my collection of like how I built that. But also there's this company Nolita that uh, know like you know things and Nolita like the neighborhood, the, neighborhood. the northern Little Italy neighborhood in downtown New York. So they created a series of posters talk about like the streets of Nolita and I used to live down there. It was very nostalgic. I bought it when I still lived there. And then when I left my first office, they had a they had a series of them. My first first office when I started with my company was on West Broadway. So they had a Soho one that had West Broadway on it. I bought that. And then they started doing these, they, they collaborated with this illustrator that's um, drawing line drawings of little spaces around this uh, around again Nolita area yeah. so I have the La Esquina one obviously which comes back and plays uh, into our like podcast now because that's where we eat from all the time um, and then they collaborate with this other Mexican hand letterer that says New York or nowhere so like all of a sudden I collect their posters but I didn't set out to collect posters as, as like as as I lived through like one other another one came out I'm like oh I want that one because I don't want that but I want this like the all of the content means something to me, but not looking back and say, oh, I like that look and I, I like it reminds me of my childhood. I'm going to buy it. It's more of like a, oh, I want it now because it, it's relevant to me now. But then it ended up turning into a collection. Somehow. And it becomes nostalgia. In now a more it's become, well, five lasers, five years later, now it's become nostalgia. I'm never going to get rid of them. And the, I guarantee you 30 years from now, when someone looks up and say, what's up with those street names? I'll be like, oh, let me tell you. The most amazing apartment I've lived in, Nolita. And it, seems, deals, and it seems like you you have a lot of art posters. So it yes. really leans art. Art. Not yes. so much commercial or No, graphic. not like movie posters, not like stuff like that. So no no movie posters, but yes, it's like not even museum. The only thing that I would say like the the the, the archives in Mexico City are the only ones that I would say from an establishment, but they're hand printed, okay. skill screened, like graphic design prints they're they're numbered they're not they're not commercially printed for a movie so it is still again i think is more of an art piece than a museum poster mm. in a way see the posters that i have are, are i mean it runs the gamut i mean it runs from art all the way to commercial to movie posters to posters of 
either a, a specific event or 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 um, festival, uh, as it were. I have a lot of movie posters. <laughs> See, movie I, posters. I I had stuff like that. Like I had the whole bunch of T-shirts that I've collected since high school. Guys who graduated from a year before that I crush on when I was in high school to my year to ex-boyfriend T-shirts to T-shirts. I don't wear T-shirts. So these were just sitting in a closet making space. I carried those from Turkey to New Orleans, New Orleans to New York, New York to LA. And then in LA, I was like, They're, these these are dying here. I'm not bringing them anywhere else anymore. So I left, I actually donated them in Pasadena. Okay. So like, I got rid of it. But I was like, this is my collection. Why would I get rid of it? I don't have the space. And also, it's just a pile of t-shirt that's just going to get really raggedy eventually because no one's wearing it. No one's, like, it's just fabric sitting there. It's kind of gross. It's kind of the same thing with sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> um, can you remember the first thing you collected as a kid? I personally hate these, like, what were you, as a kid, were you an artist? Did you have the calling type of question? So, like, I don't have a recollection, recollection of collecting anything. Like I said, like, grandparents threw a stamp book at me because it's, like, it's, it's a thing to do. And then I looked, and I was like, I don't get this. And then I put it aside, never did it again. But as a kid, like, the those sticker books were a big deal. Like, you would buy them in decks, and then you would exchange, and then some of them were more expensive. They were the ones with the glitter and all this stuff, and then you had to buy the book. I mean, you had them. But they were made here, so they were more affordable for you. These are imported from the U.S. when you're in Turkey. Back in that day, like two decades ago, that was a lot of money. And my parents thought that was frivolous. So I, I, I never got advanced in that. Like, of mm. course, I dabbled a little bit because I was, like, so curious. But then they, were, they, they, they put a stop to it real quick because they were like, you can't be paying for these all these stupid stickers and you don't even know what you're getting in the pack. Like, this is dumb. Done. So when you're a kid, you don't really get to have that control over like the spending the spending power isn't yours to make so i didn't actually like i didn't collect anything you touch you touch upon a a point that i want to kind of flesh out a little bit more the social aspect of collecting that we have not talking about yeah exchanging the cards i mean that's kind of the thing why people even that's i why believe I this collect because of the social aspect of like trading of 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 the camaraderie with your friends or camaraderie with people who who identify with you. And I think that's a large part of collecting. Not for me. No. I don't know. I buy the lip gloss to put on my lips. To put on your lips. But the stickers, I, if you if you were to have continued with it, you would have been trading with your friends. Was that the way it went? Yeah, but it's like, that's not like, that's not how I collect now. And that's not, like, it doesn't inspire me. Um, I actually like my things and I take very good care of my things so I wouldn't want to give them up for something else like I would like be a like, trade yeah I, was, I yeah. would be like well I want yours but I don't want to give you mine <laughs> I just want yours because I want things so I for me that would be but that's not that's my personality and um, maybe because I was an only child yes um, maybe that's why because I never really like no one took my stuff there's no one else to take my stuff that's amazing. <laughs> Growing up with siblings myself. But I what about you? So were you collecting as a kid? You know, my earliest recollections, just like what, just before we started speaking um, to record this episode, we had a conversation a little bit about this, and it made me think about how I started collecting because of 
my limited financial circumstances. So everything that I that I ever that I that I came across was precious. So I wanted to preserve the preciousness of every mm. purchase that was ever given to me. And I think that's a large part of why I think I collect. I mean, every I still have a lot of the things, a lot of the toys of my youth. You do? I mean, you also, you know, you didn't move that far. I didn't move that far. I, mean, I didn't move across the ocean. Part of, part of, like, you know, maybe I would have, Chris, like, started collecting, like, Christmas ornaments, and then I would have, like, I don't know how my mom's garage to dump them in. My friend, like, takes the train down to D.C., goes to my mom's garage, brings out all the Christmas decorations, brings them back to the city for two weeks, and then she takes them back when she goes home. I don't have space for that stuff. I love it. My Christmas ornaments are like the tiny, tiny size because that's that's what I can store in my tiny apartment. Is it one of those like trees that just pop up? You go like this and then you put no, it back. No, not even that anyway. <laughs> put it down and just it, put it, it away. It used to be. I used to get the little ones. I, I even gave that up now. I have these like white branches that are just general decoration there. And on Christmas time, they just carry the ornaments. That's it. <laughs> and I remember like I don't have time, like space to put things in. So that, I think the fact that I... But also, like, everything I have owned since 18, I have carried with me. Mm. So when I came here for freshman year, clearly, you come with suitcases, like, you're in a college dorm. But eventually, like, you know, becoming an adult, I started accumulating things. So every time I move, I actually throw out a lot of stuff because I come to a point where I'm like, okay, it's not the whole Marie Kondo is this bringing me joy thing. It's more like, when was the last time I wore this? When was the last time this was useful? I mean, I've just went through a phase of like that's the borderline of like the hoarding thing i don't hoard things because i don't have the space but i also am very ocd and like keeping documents organized and stuff i had leases from 20 years ago no one's gonna want to see those those don't spark joy but like just just the collecting is like i think space is a huge deterrent for me maybe if i would if i had more space i would go into it yes but also because of my OCD, I would need that to be an organized space. I would need specific places for them. I would need to protect them in like I don't know vinyl folders or, or some type of like casing. some sort of like containers or whatever. But those also take space. That also adds to the space that the collection itself needs. It's just if you have a bunch of bandanas in a box, that's just a bunch of bandanas. If you want those in an album so you can flap as a page so you can see each one, that that's another level of like accumulating stuff. See, I buy, like, I've been buying jars because I have a, like, I have a chili collection for my cooking. I, I have different types of flowers. I hate packaging, the, the wrinkly stuff that doesn't have a shape, and that creates mess, mess in my living space, and I can't stand it. My entire family is making fun of me. They're like, oh, are you going to follow a walk? Are you going to buy more jars? And I'm like, stop. stop. I hate the packaging. Those jars are functional, and they, they serve have a, a purpose. purpose. And then they soothe my soul when I look at them, and I look at all my like my little labeled Morita chiles, and then go here, and I'm like, okay, I have my chili collection. Like an alchemist. <laughs> kind of, but like they need their containers. So like, but that's what I can do, because at least I cook with them. When we get back, we will continue our conversation. This is Gatsby Fridays. Hello and welcome back to Gatsby Fridays. Let's talk wish lists. Sarah, what is the next piece for your collection and why? For any um, collection that you're collecting. For any collection. I mean, ironically, due to uh, wearing face masks, my uh, lip gloss collection took a step back because it smears all over your face. You can't really wear it. It's like it's sad. Like I feel half naked when I don't have it. Um, it's a comforting thing for me. So um, there's... But because also COVID, I 
part of that whole grilled pan conversation is that like I started buying a lot more stuff from my kitchen and because I spent time there. So for um, it's gonna come into our cocktail conversation, but I did get a wishlist item. Yes. And justified it with the podcast, um, but I think it's I, I I've always wanted uh, that uh, lava stone rock molcajete that they make the guacamole in. But like I could never justify the, the stone the with pedal? the one. Yes, but the, the lava stone one that's like specifically Mexican and you have to treat it with rice and all this stuff, like season and all this stuff. I've always wanted one, never brought it because they're, they're kind of heavy. You don't really want to fly out from Mexico with that. But also like if I'm going to buy one, I've been holding off because I'm like, well, if I'm going to buy one, I want to go down to Mexico and pick it out there. Yes. Guess what? There's a pandemic. No one's going anywhere. And I want it. And I want to make these recipes that I have in my home in that same thing. So I finally was like, you know what? I'm going to start a collection. I'm going to buy the first one here. It's still made in Mexico. But... <laughs> You know, if I go to Mexico, it doesn't, it doesn't hold me back from buying another one. So mine now, I, I, I have one piece for my um, Molcajete collection. And yes. I hope to grow it with many, many trips to Mexico. Mm. What is your wish list item? So listening to you and listening to your process collecting made me think a lot about what because here's the thing, I, I collect, it, it serves some weird need of like just the impulse of just owning a thing and then owning many things. So now I kind of want to be... But you also have these things that like eventually gain value. Like, you know what I mean? Like with, if you didn't take it out of the box, those... But they're quick. But, but the thing is that the emotional feeling is, it only lasts through the purchase. Mm. You know, I want, I want a longer high as it were. And I think just like the way you do with cooking, because over time, all the pieces that you collect for, of your cookware to produce a meal adds to the greater detail of the meal. Yes. Ultimately. And it also to my personal connection with the items that I'm collecting. Personal connection with the items, the personal connection to the ingredient, like it all, it all moves into that direction. So I want to do more of that. And I was thinking that what I want to start to do is I really want a nice watch. <laughs> a very said, very nice watch said, oh man and there is a small group of people who are starting to collect components to build the watches of their year and i thought well what do you mean by of their year so if you want say a specific uh daytona from the 70s okay. from 74 73 or 70 you start the process of scouring the internet for the components to build like a did a Daytona, oh, for, okay. as an example. I want a Submariner, so eventually what I'll start to do is start to build the components to build a so Submariner you, from you're 1974. You're going to become a watchmaker? I, I want to learn more about watches. What? I feel like watches are interesting to be yes. to, to learn about. I want to learn about the different components, the different um, movements. I feel like that's like a very Gatsby accessory. Oh, man. A Gatsby so man Gatsby. has a quality watch. He must have a quality watch. And and I think it should be automatic. <laughs> I think it should be an automatic watch. Not a fully wind-up watch, but automatic. So just like with you and building your cookware collection, I think I'm going to pull the trigger, and I've already started buying the tools and actually buying junky watches to just pull apart to just see how they're made so I yeah, know how to start putting smart. them together. Um, so yeah, that, that would be a wish list to kind of start process collecting to build a bigger system. I like that. Just like you. 
Now let's move on to our favorite part of this and every episode, our signature cocktail. We're doing things a little bit differently for this week's episode. Sarah, you're sharing the perfect mezcal and the perfect glass, which you talked about earlier, uh, to pour it in and enjoy. What do you have for us? Um, so going back to collecting, I, I mean, we're, we're all designers here. So like when, uh, when I see a beautiful label, I can't help myself. I buy it. And I, I mean, in terms of a bottle of, a bottle of booze. So Mezcal labels have been beautiful uh, and the packaging has been beautiful. There's some tacky ones out there, obviously with, as with any industry, but for a, at least maybe about two years, I've been following this brand Madre Mezcal just because I like their branding and I like what they do on the social media. Made. The bottle's beautifully made and the label's beautiful, the colors, all this stuff. And their social is very like, very driven by the looks of it. Um, and I finally saw it in my local store and I was like, I'm gonna get this. Well, so when I finish it though, because I love the labels so much, I don't get rid of the bottles. I just mm. keep them there in my liquor selection. I don't have such a big uh, selection, but I like that it populates it with beautiful bottles. <laughs> so I have one, like there. I have two bottles from um, another brand, Real Minero, that I actually bought in Mexico from the actually distiller when we were visiting it. And I also have a bottle of um, Casa Azul uh, tequila. It's, it's a ceramic, the, uh, beautiful yes, bottle. It's a like, blue bottle. Yes. I'm like, well, the tequila's long gone. It's been years. But those but bottles the, are beautiful. The bottle's beautiful. Why would I get rid of that? So like, it started, I think, with the Casa Azul one because it's also like a ceramic piece that they that's done that way. So with the Madre, like I was like, I like the labels. So I figured let's go back to that collecting of things. Like I'm collecting bottle labels in a way until I can't store them or I move or whatever, but for now. And because I collect nice uh, things to eat and drink from, I was like, well, here's the perfect opportunity to get those uh, beautiful hand blade glasses mm, from the citizenry who actually go and work with specific artisans around the world to bring their work to light. They, I mean, I'm sure if I bought those somewhere else locally in Mexico, it wouldn't have cost as much, but it's the whole experience is for us to, was to be able to say, okay, I wanted to get something to remember this episode by that adds to the collection to make that whole, like a wholesome idea. So we're basically just sipping straight mezcal from a bottle and um, but you did rim little, it with some... I, I did rim a little bit on the on the edge. I did a little salt, mm. um, and this is. And we had it with with food that was appropriate. Yes, from La Esquina, as yes. always. <laughs> um, so that's 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 today's. Uh, and I have to say, for mezcal is very smoky, and I've I've tried enough brands, and I've also drank it a lot at like bars with like mixed as mixed drinks. This. I'm, it's my first time trying it. I've been following them for two years because I like the graphics. I'm blown away that I actually didn't need any lime. I was able to drink it neat. Yes. And, and the hangover is like non-existent for how much you drink from it. Like, uh, sometimes the smoky drinks really give a different like aftertaste the next day. You can almost like, mm -hmm. like feel it yes. in your, like in your throat that you've had something smoky, like something in, uh, in barrels that is usually dark liquor believes that it. This, I don't know, it is the cleanest mezcal I've had so far. Um, I mean, it's available locally, so I was able to get it. It's good. And I'm probably going to go get more because we finished that bottle. It's perfect. We need to have more of it. How did you like it? I liked it, and it made me think, two things it made me think of. 
so now that you have this collection of these empty bottles, this is actually the reverse. It was something that served a purpose, that had a function, and now it exclusively lives in your life as form. Yes. That's fascinating. Right? That's cool. So there's, there's not one right answer to how you collect things. But also, when I move in three months, they may not make it to the new apartment. Ooh, I might don't just say have that. the new bar. I, I just have to buy new ones and drink those. Take a nice picture I of them. A handsome That's the thing. I don't know. I don't have that many of them to, to lose the collection yet. But <laughs> I don't know. It's just on the fence. But. It was it was very delicious, and I do agree with you. I think it was it was smoky. It was it was smooth. And I've tried mezcals, not to the extent that you have, but uh, this one was very good. And, and no hangover. I did feel tired just because we had a late night that night. <laughs> yes, but right, like it's super clean. And normally, like if you mix it with drinks and stuff, like it waters it down a little bit. Like we went straight, neat, not even iced. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Thank you for hanging with us. For a list of resources mentioned in this episode, hop onto our site. You can learn more about the mezcal we drank and our collections on this week's episode on our site, GatsbyFridays.com. Follow us on Instagram for exclusive content in our Insta stories throughout the week. Don't forget to rate us and give us five stars. Write a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps to get us in front of more ears and build our audience. Or if you're a Spotify person, make sure to follow us at Gatsby Fridays. Stay with us on our next episode. We will talk about how to get the best out of creative talent. And this, this is Gatsby, Gatsby Fridays. Fridays.